It's the Global Art Cafe podcast with artist Lisa Kindle. Welcome to the Global Art Cafe, a creative community where art and life come together. It's not just for artists. Come learn about color and make new friends in the Global Art Cafe. The coffee's hot, the hearts are warm, and the cafe is open. And now your host, Lisa Kindle. edition of Talking with Mom. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Are you ready? No, no. Well, I'm ready. Are you? I have a couple packages to deliver today that Papa's going to help bring. But that's it. Then we're going to sit in our chairs and (laughs) say Merry Christmas. (laughs) Enjoy the season. Enjoy the season. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm located down in the Twin Cities area, and Mom is way up north, almost to Bemidji. So look it up on a map if you're across the world. We're in the upper Midwest of Minnesota. And that's where I grew up, and that's where Mom grew up. Have you ever lived anywhere else? Have I lived anywhere else? No. Not really. Not outside of Minnesota. I lived in Rochester. That's where you were born. Mm-hmm. We but still in Minnesota. In three years, but then we lived in the middle of Minnesota in the cities for 40 years. And now I'm back where I started out. Mm-hmm. In Rochester, a lot of people might know it because of the Mayo Clinic there. A lot of people from all over the world come there for right. health care. Um, yeah. I think the longest I've ever lived anywhere else was about six months when I studied in Heidelberg at the university. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was like, oh my gosh, she's in Germany. What is she doing there? I was studying. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Going to museums and meeting lots of cool people, studying yeah. art. And I got to play cello with a bunch of older people at the Folkhochschule. So that was cool. But back to Christmas. So, yeah, yesterday, you know, work never ends. So I was trying to wrap up some loose ends and got sucked into, you know, that creative flow and uh, designing one of my projects that's coming out in the new year. And I had a deadline and I had put the cranberries, I thought, on low. Prior to that, I burned a sheet of cookies. And so I thought what I was smelling was just the cookies that had burnt, but no, I also did proceeded to burn the cranberry sauce. Ew. So, it's going to have to be redone. <laughs> no one wants burnt cranberry sauce. No one. <laughs> you know, just have to, sometimes you just have to say, maybe this is not the year for a ton of Christmas cookies. Maybe. Maybe, you know. Yeah. Yep. Well, I I did have a, a faulty recipe. Oh, making Christmas bread this year, which I've not done in forever. <laughs> and I kept checking the Yule Kaga and it didn't get any bigger. Oh, 
<laughs> and I used a recipe where it asked for um, scalded milk. Oh. And I had done that, but I didn't cool it enough, so I killed the yeast. So I, uh, in my little head, I decided I can save this. Did you? I did. Of course you did. I, I got some more yeast uh, bubbling, and it, I knew it was fine. So I added that and a proportion of flour and put it in the dough kneader, and we got the prettiest yogaga you are. Sure enough. <laughs> sure enough. Gotta have the yulukaga. I had to put my uh, coffee cake that you sent down through the post this morning with my coffee and some bacon, a little cheese, cheddar cheese, and my Christmas mug. Yeah, I have my Christmas mug. Gotta have it. I got those yeah. too. Over the river and through the woods. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what cookies have you been making? Because I know you've been busy because you sent us a care package of Jesus's birthday cake and yeah, fruit cake. I made um, Russian tea cakes. Oh. Everybody likes those. And somebody and messaged me this week. They're like, I want to learn how to make Russian tea cakes. I'm like, I know a recipe. <laughs> and then I made great grandma's sour cream sugar cookies which make into cutouts but usually she just made them in big rounds so uh, I also made an extra batch for my sister Aunt Mary oh not that's tragic stopping by so I surprised her with some great grandma's cookies they're she just puffy pillowy sugar cookies I was yeah. trying to think of what the word was to describe the taste versus a sugar cookie. And the word that I came up with was tangy. There's a little bit of a, right? There's a right. little bit of tang because of the sour cream in there. And they're so soft, they melt in your mouth. Melt in your mouth. Today's not the day to make those I can still see your uncle going to grandma's house and she'd have her uh, kitchen table full of these cookies that she's cutting out and baking and and he headed right for the table they were just awesome mm. Mm. so what were the other ones she liked to make like what are the top three so we got the sour cream sugar cookie obviously a winner well she made uh, candy out oh. of jello it looks like um, hard, it's hard candy like anise and mint oh and uh it soft at first and then it hardens up okay never made it auntie ruth made it and i was going to try and i never did oh that's so interesting i have her recipe but i haven't ever been brave enough to do it and we then she made it. a kind that stayed soft uh -huh. and she wrote in granulated sugar Ooh, like jelly ones yeah like jelly Ooh, yeah, that'd be I always like the like cinnamon. That would be good. And they were always amazing. But and the other thing she made was brown sugar fudge. Oh, so to die for. Mm. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> and why didn't you make that? Uh, too much sugar. Oh, a lot of sugar. We're not supposed to be eating all that sugar. So right. I have 
but I made molasses cutout cookies and I made Anna's frosting to go on them. Ooh, yummy. And they turned out really good. Those were not in my care package. Mm. Mm. I need a well. I need a supplemental care package. <laughs> Those Sally Ann's and the molasses. You don't know what they are. You just have to message me and find out because it's worth the the effort. So good. I love Anna's the and Grandma's Anna's cookies. The animal cookies we made every year. That was the other family. Those. I waited for them to get hard so I could dunk them. Well, you know, they were always hard. What do we have? So we had the animal cookies, which were Anna's German recipe. I have the old recipe card, actually. Oh, you do? I, I, do. I do. I have it. I was somebody from our last podcast. We were talking about the joy of cooking. Grandpa Frazee's um, cookbook. We got to take a picture of that um, page. You oh, okay. Yeah, neat recipe in there. Yeah, one of my friends, um, I believe she lives in Texas. She's an artist down there. She does fabulous quilt making. So shout out to her. Um, and her last name is Las Lasberg, I believe. I hope I didn't get that wrong. But she um, she does some great artwork, and she had commented on that um, joy of cooking, and I thought that was really neat. She was making yeah. stuff. Um, it's fun. Mm-hmm. We always had a pretty big spread growing up. You want to talk about how, well, you grew up with, we talked about great grandma Frazee up north. When you grew up, always did the big spread, and you carried that forward to my childhood, my sisters, and our Christmas parties and our traditions. Yeah. Well, and Grandma Campton always had lots of cookies, so... And pies. And when I started out, when I was very young, married, I couldn't cook worth the hoot, and I didn't bake at all. And so, kind of out of self-defense, I had to learn how. <laughs> and I did. And I, uh, the other thing that I did was I was uh, very interested in other cultures, so I wanted to include that for Christmas every year for all of us. So I got so that I got these books every year. They only came once a year. Uh -huh. And it was from Ideal. And uh, like the Ideal Easter book, I don't know if a lot of people would even remember that anymore. But they would send a different country every year. So then we'd pick one or two things out of their tradition and add to ours for that year. And if we liked it, we carried it through. Uh-huh. And one of the things we did as far as every Christmas, because I had moved there and wasn't familiar with people, we asked people from the neighborhood to come for Christmas Eve because a lot of them didn't have a family gathering then. And we thought, well, we should be celebrating Christ's birth, so we should all get together and do that. So that helped me along the way to learn how to make all and so i ended up making 30 or 40 kinds of cookies every year plus christmas breads and appetizers and uh. well it was a very every year was 
became a tradition and we knew what to expect every Christmas, what we would start on Christmas Eve, right? And right. it wasn't just a party, it was the dinner with the neighbors. Yeah, right. I was, was always in charge of making place cards for everybody and the big table and the lace and the linens and the plates and do you know which side to put the fork on? So we had to get it all right, or I did. I had to get it all right. Yeah, we did. We got flower arrangements, the the vegetables cut into animals. I mean, you went from zero to like a thousand over. Yeah, I and and we had a, a standard menu too. So let's talk. Let's start with Christmas Eve and walk everybody through. I mean, it was the same every year, and I think right. There's a lot of people out there probably don't have traditions, and maybe you know why am I doing this? Why are we doing the podcast? Maybe they learn something from our traditions and they take something from it because it was a lot of fun growing up that way. And maybe you know you're in a new, you're a single parent or you're in a new marriage, and you and you don't have traditions. Maybe this will give you some ideas because I was fortunate enough to grow up every year having this, and they're they're good memories right yeah. right so yeah. we have a choice because it's different yeah and and it, i felt like um it was a really good time to share with one another and in the winter it's hard to see people and stuff and we as you know we shoveled people's walks and things because we had a lot of elderly neighbors and yeah. uh, so christmas eve day started with making cookie trays and delivering them to every neighbor and then as we finished that we would start the soup because we had soup supper we had um, a five-hour beef stew and uh, oyster stew uh -huh. those who liked <laughs> there were there were quite a few actually over the years that liked that and then that was for the ones we invited that they had no one for Christmas Eve and it was hard for them to cook so they would come to our house for supper and then they'd just stay for the open house when yep. all the people came. Yep. And all the people that came were friends and neighbors that didn't have an event on Christmas Eve before they went to church. They or they not. did and it became became part of their tradition too right. yeah it that did. house was full i mean it was packed yeah it was packed there's it always did. a little, little santa claus. yeah santa claus yeah he would come later in the evening there'd be a knock 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 at the door oh, oh there he was <laughs> yeah yeah in I mean, and as a, yeah, as a kid, it was like, who's going to bring presents? Yeah. Right. <laughs> who's bringing me a present? <laughs> and then, and then the other question, the party's great, but when do we get to go to visit the neighbors? Because they're giving me a present. Even, <laughs> yeah. even though sometimes I knew it was just going to be an apple. That was fine. But getting yeah. to go and see the houses, Dorothy's house and oh, her yeah. tree every year was, um, I was just telling somebody this year, um, about how she would decorate it in a different theme, you know, whether it was the crystal or the bears, and it was just, you because know. It was her birthday. Yeah. Yeah, her birthday was on Christmas, so every Christmas night, uh -huh. we would go to Dorothy's house uh -huh. and visit with her and wish her a happy birthday and have birthday cake. Yep. 
and Shirley would make the famous coconut cake that was six layers made for six weeks before or whatever. I never knew quite how she did that, but she Amazing did it. what we do for the our holidays. Yeah. And, and it was fun to see what other people had. We'd stop by in the afternoon for a cup of coffee or tea and we'd get to see their Christmas tree the week between Christmas and New Year's because you guys had school off so we would get to go visit. And Addie would have Abel Skeeper Day. That's true. And have the neighborhood in shifts because she couldn't handle everybody at once and make her Abel Skeeper for people. Uh -huh. Which was fun and something I didn't know anything about. Nice Danish tradition. So. No. Yeah. Now that we decorated at Bee's house, she had a big old house, the stairway, and we'd wrap the stairway with the greenery yeah. and put up her ornaments. Yeah. She always expected you girls to come help decorate for Christmas. Polish the silver. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that was always fun. Get the china out and wipe it all down. Mm-hmm. Gotta be ready. Yeah. So there were a lot of things at Christmas that we did. And of course, Christmas morning at home, what had to happen? Well, well first we back up. So we decorated the house. It was an older Victorian house. So we had the big tree in the archway. But then the best part as a kid was we each got our own Christmas tree. But caveat with two me and my sister, we have to alternate years, so you only get the tree every other year. Yeah. But it was the best when you get it because the smell of the fresh pine tree was, you know, who doesn't like waking up to that? So that was always fun. And then we'd have a present under the tree up there, just like St. Nicholas Day or whatever. That present was waiting, which we'd unwrap in mom and dad's bedroom. And then we had to wait for dad to see if Santa had left. Yes, even until we were in high school. Because, you know, I think what they were doing was just making sure the cookies were hidden. Mm. Right. Are they gone yet? We might need to wake up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Dad had to go down the stairs before anybody and check to make sure Santa got in and out okay. Make everything sure everything was wrapped, maybe. Didn't leave anything out. That too. <laughs> so yeah. where did that start it just kind of happened or it just was a fun thing that I we agreed that would be nice for us to have a surprise every Christmas morning uh -huh. and because Grandma Frazee had a big home and had several Christmas trees I I always wanted to do that, so we had a Christmas tree in every room, really. We had well, that I think started later, though. Yeah. I mean, typically, at least when I was growing up, we had the one upstairs and a big one downstairs, primarily. Yeah. yeah. But then later, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, started adding them. That's what happens when kids leave the house. You start doing other things. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, the last count we had was eight Christmas trees. Uh -huh. They weren't all real. No. No. But it was fun having the real ones. Yeah, and and they were all a different theme usually. 
uh-huh. and, and the one in the living room always had um, all the things that you girls made or we made together or we made with Grandma Campton and then some special ornaments. Well, and when we were growing up, Forrest always would bring an old ornament as our gift, right? Remember? Yes. So we get, we get an ornament from him and a box of chocolate. Yeah. He was there a, a, an ornament right off of their tree. That was their tradition. That mm-hmm. when they came to our house, they brought us an ornament off the tree. I remember that one. I loved it the best was the one that was silver. It was like metal and it was like cutouts. It was... Yeah. twisted or something it was metallic but it was plastic or something and it had the rings that you could just I don't know I'll have to see if I can find a picture of it yeah. or just an old Christmas ball you could tell I'd been around for years and years I still have the blue glass ball with the yellow and red stripe on it that okay. last time mm. and they usually had an old ribbon that they were hung with right yeah yeah so and then in the front part of the living room they had a christmas tree with um victorian theme on it and had teapots and teacups and mm-hmm. fun yeah fun well because you had the victorian lace curtains and the woodwork it all worked together but i think when i think about like you know, looking back now and thinking about what people might get out of our conversation, you know, if you have little kids, that extra moment and you look back, you don't think of it when you're growing up, but if you've got little kids taking, having a tree upstairs, whatever, or having a package upstairs before you go down to your big event, gives you a moment together that's quieter that you don't necessarily get if you just let them run downstairs. So whether or not you make that happen, maybe you start it early enough so they don't know the difference, like in my case. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Like it creates something built in. And I think as we've all learned in the past couple of years, being intentional about the time we have can make a big difference. Yeah, I think that's the the point right there is being intentional about sharing that those moments together Uh um it was important to me that you all have that and we had it so that we had those kinds of memories Uh because we didn't have that so much growing up (laughs) yeah your your mom was a little different than we've been and i don't think that that was something that she would have done she wouldn't have no at all she wasn't much for celebrating her holidays or anything like that. So, yeah, some anyway. people this will not not resonate with. Like, it's just not their their yeah. way of doing things. But on the other hand, um, like I was saying before, you may maybe you don't have the tradition. I mean, despite having this great experience growing up, things change, right? So things changed from the way they were when I was growing up. My life changed many times. It wasn't a perfect path to where I am now, but I still have those memories that shape me. You can choose what you do with that, whether you make them good traditions or bring them forward and stay positive. And I think um, being able to share that is so important because people gain from your sharing your joy with those times. Mm-hmm. 
and, and find some kind of joy that they can create for their circumstances. Well, and maybe we, maybe it's worth saying right now that, you know, Christmas is a tough time for a lot of people, not just because of the pandemic that we're in, but, you know, I've been through two divorces. The child that I'm talking about, my mom is divorced from my dad after, you know, many, many 29 years. Yeah. So while you may think that this is all roses and there's, it was a, it was, it was an ideal, perfect childhood. You know, it was um, a road sometimes, but we but it's from the parent-child through two perspectives. So here we are talking about this. There's lots to be thankful for, but those of you listening, don't don't misinterpret everything as perfect because there have been a lot of changes. We're both remarried. <laughs> Me the third time. Luckily, mom found someone that she shared her life with. Now another 20 years and has really great support and i finally found a partner who will support me you know and and loves me for who i am but the all that lifetime before the 50 years almost in both of our cases it it took a lot of learning but we have you know i hope that this this stuff we're talking about it isn't just a bed of roses and if you're out there and you're you're alone I had those alone Christmases, even though I had a great family. Being divorced a couple times, I had long seasons where I was sitting alone. My daughter went to her dad's. And I know what it's like to have pizza on Christmas and feel like no one cares. And I, you know, you know that that's not true. There is someone who cares about you very much. And the traditions you have, what are you going to do to celebrate that? It's so important. You can start over. There is new new life to be had, even if it seems like, or you can't see it. I know that, you know, like right now, we're going through another weird season. Job loss, job transition, pandemic, you know, come on. Car problems. I bet everybody has something that they can say, but what do you choose to do to celebrate despite the hardships you go through? Is it worth it? Okay, I'm off my soapbox. I always tease my mom. She goes, am I on my soapbox? I'm like, yeah, shove that back under your seat. <laughs> Are you done yet? Maybe not. Yeah. I just felt like I needed to say that because it's not, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. As much as I loved every moment of it and we do have there's such a rich amount of traditions. It's, yeah. Which I think those things carry us through the hard times. Uh-huh. And and I'm fortunate like my present husband is gets up in the morning and says Merry Christmas to me for two weeks before Christmas, making sure that um, he shows his kindness every day. And it's not that we don't have words now and then because that happens. And um, with my health issues, I'm sometimes kind of difficult. Yeah. (laughs) As Lisa knows, I can be. So um, it's good to have those wonderful things to lean on mm-hmm. 
and know that it's not going to always be as painful as it is at whatever moment. Uh-huh. And and it's okay to know that you have the pain and have it. Then it's also okay to move past it. Uh-huh. So. Got to leave some of that behind at some point. Otherwise, you're stuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it is good having a, a partner who does see beyond, you know, like I'm working on something right now and I asked him the other day, well, should I go ahead and pay for this in the situation we're in? And he's like, well, yeah, because you're making something great and it. You're gonna, it's going to be successful. And you need to have somebody in your corner to say, I see the greatness that you can't see in yourself. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so, off the soapbox, back to Christmas. What are we having for Christmas dinner? What are you having? What are you guys going to do? Because we're all kind of on our own. Yeah, we are on our own. And it's going to be different. Um, we're going to have a roast. Well, that's not so different. My lovely daughter and son-in-law gave us for my birthday. Yeah, he picked that out himself. And we're going to have that and just have a simple um, dinner. And What does um, simple mean? Let's be honest. Just simple. Okay. Roasted, Brussels sprouts, mashed potatoes and gravy. Homemade. Yeah. And, and um, Christmas bread probably. Yeah. Maybe fruit salad, if I get ambitious. And then for dessert, we have um, a special cake. It's a coconut cake. Oh. Because Papa likes coconut cake. Did you make it? No, I didn't. Oh! See, now that's a rare occasion. That's a slurred. But this is a slurred because He's spent the last two years doing so many things for me that I wanted to do something that was really different. <laughs> so I got him this cake, and it's an Ina Garten cake. Oh, where'd you get that? I got it in the mail. <laughs> That's different. I've heard you can do that. That's cool. So, so it comes, comes frozen, I, I'm assuming. Yeah, and it looks perfect. Is that like out of New York? Yeah. You'll have to take a picture of the whole, like on, do an unboxing. We have to see this. Okay, we will do that. It was just one of those things that I don't usually ever do this because it's really not smart. (laughs) Well, in my case, I've burnt everything, so. (laughs) Which is unusual. You didn't burn the ginger cake yet, though. Not yet. I'm going to try to be focused. Like, I'm going to be downstairs and not be... will be focused. Yeah. It's hard for me. I will be focused. We're doing something really different for us this year, too, because um, my husband, Dean, has been working a lot because, like I said, he lost his job last April in the pandemic, and has been working his tail off jobs and you know in and out working till eight nine o'clock getting home and then turning around and working you know all weekend so 
we decided we're going to go to a nice restaurant in town with the kids for Christmas Eve dinner. And that's what we're doing. And I just have to not ruin the cookies and the cake. That'd be good. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. And maybe clean the house. So that is super different because normally it's, you know, the whole thing. But I did manage to find cheese blintzes at Trader Joe's. Thank you very much. I'm not endorsing Trader Joe's, although they saved me. So I have, which is, we didn't talk about that. It's Christmas morning brunch. So gotta have, got my Canadian bacon, the cheese blintzes. I have lingonberries, although can you find fresh lingonberries anywhere? No. You can't. Probably not this year. I couldn't find them last year either. So I got the big jar because it's Christmas. So I got lingonberries and sour cream and the cheese blintzes, the cane bacon. Of course, then what else do we have? Usually we'd have like pomegranate, orange juice, Christmas cakes, cookies, cheese. <laughs> cookies. Every, every meal you get to have cookies, including breakfast at Christmas. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, and a cup of strong coffee. That's another German tradition for Matt Gladys. <laughs> mm. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I, I don't have enough cookies, though. See, this is the problem. I created this whole tradition, and I have no cookies. Something does not seem right. <laughs> I better get busy. Yeah. Uh, or go to Aldi. <laughs> yeah. They have all the German goodies. Yeah, I know. We are not endorsing any certain belief or cookies or stores. We're just sharing our story here. So, you know, yeah. let us know what your favorite traditions are. Hope you enjoyed this podcast today. We enjoyed sharing a little with you um leave us a like please subscribe it's the global art cafe podcast find us on apple Podcasts, spotify anchor fm and many more of the popular podcasting apps so for december and the year 2021 we are out and we will see you in the new year this is talking with mom i'm lisa kindle and this is mom saying merry christmas and love you all happy new year see you in the new year Ciao! Are you interested in working with Lisa? She does both virtual and in-person events, as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching. You can contact her by email at hello at lisakindle.com or go to her website www.lisakindle.com. Thank you for listening to the Global Art Cafe podcast. Please like and share. And better yet, leave me a five-star rating. To find out more, please visit my website, www.lisakindle.com. Please consider supporting this podcast with a financial contribution. You can contact me at hello at lisakindle.com for more information on being a guest or working one-to-one -one with me. 
Again, thank you for listening and don't forget to leave me a review. 